We are studying John's Gospel. Are you enjoying this series? Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're starting with the prologue. We're starting with the 그 서원에서부터 우리가 시작을 하게 됐는데 서원은 요한복음 1장 1절부터 18절의 그 어, 부분입니다. And in this prologue, we see the major theme to be the logos. And that's the Greek term for word or 한국어로는 말씀. And we have learned uh, thus far, and uh, first of all, let's, let us read the scripture for today. Uh, I'll be covering um, from verse 1 to 5. Now we'll give a short summary of what I preached thus far. And then I will touch upon uh, the latter portion of this text. Uh, in verse 1, it reads together, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. I think more proper translation in this context is overcome it. 이제 한국어를 읽겠습니다. 태초에 말씀이 계시니라. 이 말씀이 하나님과 함께 계셨으니 이 말씀은 곧 하나님이시니라. 그가 태초에 하나님과 함께 계셨고 만물이 그로 말미암아 지은 바 되었으니 지은 것이 하나도 그가 없이는 된 것이 없느니라. 그 안에 생명이 있었으니 이 생명은 사람들의 빛이라. 빛이 어둠의 빛이 돼 어둠이 깨달지 못하더라. 어둠이 이기지 못하더라. In context, I believe that this is a proper translation. We have learned thus far that the nature of this Logos, the Word, is that the Word is eternal. He was pre-existent before all that of creation. We saw in the very first portion of verse 1, in the beginning was the Word. The key concept is beginning here. That is the dividing point. That is the differentiating factor. It was the beginning of all the creation. And before the creation happened, there was Logos. So this clearly shows us that the Logos, or the Word, was there pre-existent. Logos는 말씀은 선지하신 분이에요. 이 세상을 창조하시기 전에 벌써 이미 계셨고 존재하신 분이에요. 그래서 이 말씀은 영원하신 분이다. 우리가 말을 할 수가 있습니다. Another thing that we learned in the second portion of the first verse, and the word was with God and the word was God. That this logos is divine in nature. This logos was God. But we have a problem in Christianity. We already know that there's God, God the Father, and this Logos is not to be confused with the Father. 하나님 아버지가 계시잖아요. 그런데 이 말씀을 통해서 Logos도 하나님이다. So this is where we develop what is known as Trinitarian theology. And in Trinitarian theology, we never say we believe in two gods or three gods. We always believe in one God, but in three persons. 우리 기독교 삼위일체 신학은 삼신을 믿는 것이 아닙니다. 하나님 아버지 아버지도 하나님이시고 아들도 하나님이시고 성령님도 하나님. 그러면 삼신 아닌가? 아니에요. 
하나님 하면 하나이시대. 그렇지만 세 위격으로 우리가 본다고. 성부, 성자, 성령. This is very complex. I know that it sounds almost like I'm rationalizing, I'm making excuses. I am not. I have studied this in depth for years. And I tell you, there's something amazing about the Trinitarian theology. If you ever get a chance to study that in the seminary or read a book on this theology, please do so. But I can't explain that in depth in such a short time. But just trust me. When the word clearly says that the word was with God, that is God the Father, and the word was also God or divine. The third nature that we see about the word is this. Well, now we have God the Father, we have God the Son. What is the relationship between these two persons? And the text says, and the word was with God. And in verse 2, it says, he was with God in the beginning. 하나님과 함께 하셨다. 이게 얼마나 중요한 개념인지 모르겠습니다. Here the preposition in Greek is the term pros. 이 전치사, pros라는 전치사가 있는데 it doesn't 함께 또는 향하여 또는 대면하듯이 얼굴을 바라보듯이 친근한 그런 관계를 말합니다. And so, how intimate was the Son, the Logos, with the Father? So intimate as though he was standing right before the Father and facing him eye to eye, heart to heart. But even more intimate, we see, and we jumped over to verse 18, where the text says, No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only begotten, who is in the Father's bosom, has made him known. How close is Jesus? In his association with the Father, he's from the bosom of the Father. 가슴에 한번 손을 대보세요. 가슴. 너 어떤 이든 여기다가 손을 대는데 우리 동양 개념은 좀 배에 완전히 중심 배꼽 바로 아래 여기다 된다. Whatever. 이 우리의 가장 인티메트한 사이드에서 무엇이 흘러 나왔다고 생각합시다. 아버지의 가슴에서 흘러나오신 분 예수 그리스도 아버지 가슴에 품고 계셨다가 그를 내 보내주신 거예요. This is how intimate it is. We have yet to be, begin to uh, imagine what this concept of from the bosom of the Father is all about. And I mentioned last week that uh, we see a case in which John the Apostle himself, the author. He describes himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved and he laid his head at the bosom of the Lord. That's how intimate that was. And that's what I saw in this very week. I saw Moon Jae-in 대통령 being sort of like a father figure or uncle figure. And then uh, Kim Jong-un 위원장, you know, kind of receiving that hug. You know how needy he is? You know how needy the North Koreans are for our love and our embrace? They need that kind of acknowledgement. I hope Trump got the message and he'll go the next round of maybe embracing him. Mm. If that happens, I think there's hope. Yes. Really. And we learn this from the very first chapter of the Gospel of John, which is a very evangelistic gospel. 
Here we learn about how to be saved, how to believe unto the Lord Jesus Christ, how to come into his kingdom, how to belong to his people, how to become children of God. We learn all that right there from the very first chapter. Today, I want to touch upon the fourth nature. Are you interested in this? What is the fourth nature of the Logos, the Word of God? It is that He is creative. He is creative in nature. That's His nature, to be creative. And that He is actually the very expression of God the Father. 이 Logos, 이 말씀은 창의성이 있습니다. 창의성. 그리고 더 궁극적으로 말하자면 이 로버스 자신은 하나님 아버지의 표현이라고도 볼수 있어요. 하나님 아버지가 자신을 표현할 수 있는 아들로 통해서 표현한단 말이에요. And the text that we have for today, verses 3 to 4, is very interesting. Let's read this out loud together. It's very theological in nature because theologians love to tackle these, uh, these texts uh, word by word. And we're going to be studying a little bit of the original language, once again, Greek. But let's read this. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the life of all mankind. Through him, 그로 말미야마. In him, 그 안에. Once again, the preposition, through. In Greek is dia. Could you repeat it in dia? In. En. En. Very simple. Okay. So we see here, through him, di out to, and in him, and auto. These two concepts are very, very important. Sometimes preposition can tell us so many things. We saw the preposition pros, which may be translated with or toward or before. Now we see the preposition dia and en. Very, very intimate terms. So from these two uh, concepts, I can make a summary statement. And the summary statement is this. Could you repeat after me? All things are created through him. 모든 것은 그를 통하여 창조되었다. In other words, everything that happened in terms of creation, it had to go through the Logos. Father doesn't just do magic. Father doesn't just, he has all the power in himself to do it, but he always chooses to express himself through his son, the Logos. That's why he's Logos. God the Father articulates himself through his Son. Second statement, all things are sustained in him. 모든 것이 그 안에서 유지된다. 이두 가지 개념이 얼마나 중요한지 아세요? 창조되었다. 그리고 유지된다. To be created and to be sustained in our lives. That's everything, friends. Today we worship God. Why are we worshiping God? But for us Christians, we're worshiping God because through Jesus Christ, we have experienced salvation. We're thankful for His grace. But more, before we are saved, we were made. 
We should thank God for being created, having existence, having my own being. You know how precious that is? But not only that, I was born. I came into existence. But what about my life? How is my life being maintained, sustained, provided for, taken care of? Even all that, the whole process, beginning and every single process is done by the Lord. It was done through Him and is maintained in Him. Without the Lord, we'll see what will happen. So let's take it systematic, and I want to take verse uh, 3 first, and then take verse 4, and then I will make a comment in verse 5. In verse 3, Through Him all things were made, without Him nothing was made that has been made. 마무리 그로 말미암아 지은 바 되었으니 지은 것이 하나도 그가 없이는 된 것이 없느니라. 이렇게 나옵니다. Through Him all things and nothing all things nothing keep that kind of sort of imagery in your mind everything or nothing creation in in latin we call it creatio ex nihilo have you ever heard of this phrase 한번 따라서 해보시기 바랍니다. Creatio ex nihilo. You know, the thing about Latin term or phrase is you could kind of make out in English what, like creatio, you see like creation, ex out of nihilo, nihilism, nothing, nothingness. It literally means to create something out of nothing. 무에서 유를 창조한다, 이런 뜻입니다. God is in the business of creating something out of nothing. You know the modern scientists, I really enjoy reading uh, and learning from modern scientists, physicists and cosmologists especially. And they're trying to explain away the universe. Explain, of the na- explain away the nature of things. And somehow, if they hold on to atheistic mindset, they have to write God out of the picture. In order to write God out of the picture, it can't be out of nothing to something. There has to be something that was there, out of which something evolves. But the Bible clearly says there was nothing at one time. There was only God. Creation didn't exist yet. Because God didn't bring us into being. But then at some point, God decided, I am going to create other than me, my, my son, and the Holy Spirit. And so that's when he engaged in the activity of creation. 그때 이제 하나님이 그 섭리 가운데서, 그뜻 가운데서 세상을 창조하겠노라 하시고 무에서 유를 창조하신 거예요. And voila, we have the whole universe coming into existence. Shall we look at some specific uh, elements of the universe. I know this is going to sound technical. I know some of you are saying, "Oh, 저거 배우긴 배웠는데, 과학 시간때 배우기 배웠는데, 또 이게 나오네." Yes, 이게 얼마나 중요한지 모릅니다. 
Science should not be anti-God. Science should be pro-God. You know, I have a very strong science background. I, my undergraduate degree is in mechanical engineering. And I've always received the influence my, of my scientific father. So science is something very dear to me. I don't see why you have to not believe God, believing in science. Science can help to really bring glory and honor to God and even provide some proof to a degree as to the existence of God. Well, when God created, he started out, I believe, with space before time. You see, time is a concept that you have to have space stretched out so that you can have a time concept. Space and time, 공간과 시간,로부터 시작이 되는 거예요. 그렇죠? And in this space and time, God brings forth matter and energy, 물질과 energy. But the world is not just time and space and energy and matter. The world is looking for life. You know, we travel outside into the depth of the space to look for life. Some biological factors, biological elements, life. And not just life, we're looking for intelligence. That's why we are fascinated by aliens. Is there anybody, aliens who are intelligent, who may have visited Earth long ago and contributed to, to building up of our civilization? 생명과 지능, 이거 우리가 찾고 있잖아요. 궁극적으로는 가장 중요한 question이 question about soul and body, 영혼과 육신. 그리고요, 저는 요즘 정말 감동이 되는 것이 육신에 대해서 더욱더 감동이 돼요. 영혼만이 아니에요. 육신과 영혼이 amazing한 integration 된이 상태. God made it. God made it for each and every one of us. If you're not inspired by this, then take a look at those little children out there. And if you've seen them from being born and being raised from that tender age, then you can't help but be fascinated by the combination of the soul and the body, how they move and how they act and how they talk and how they play. That kind of joy, that kind of inspiration we would never experience unless we believe that there's someone behind all that who created these little children. And then I've broken down a little more uh, sort of uh, starting from the bottom up to show that human beings, especially, we are more than just material, biological, psychological, intellectual. We also have the aesthetical, that is the artistic side, the sensitivity side. We also have the spiritual side. And we are ethical and relational. And the latter uh, factors distinguish us from typical animal kingdom and typical material kingdom. We are more than that because we have all of this and so much more. Now let us move on to verse 4. And I want to expound on this passage a little bit. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. Here we can break down the concept of in him, 그 안에 두 가지 요소가 있습니다. 생명이 있고 빛이 있는 거예요. You know that all of creation could not be possible without the element of light. 
You know that. Did you know that there's physical light, there's spiritual light? The mystics, Christian mystics have been talking about spiritual light, the glorious light, the light before the presence of the Lord. They call it the glory of God. Yes, there's light that emanates from God that is reflected unto us. 생명도 마찬가지입니다. 여기에 생명이라는 것은 육적인 생명만이 아니라 영적인 생명도 마찬가지예요. And John uses these two terms interchangeably to talk about both the physical and the spiritual dimensions. And so I will touch upon this more and more in the coming messages. But the text that I want us to examine at this point is verse 5. It reads, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. 빛이 어둠에 비치되 어둠이 이기지 못하더라. 이런 말이 나옵니다. Now, there are religions, there are philosophies that advocate evenly balanced sort of countering of the light versus darkness. Have you heard of the religion called Zoroastrianism? They believe that it's light against darkness. In Qumran community, even in Jesus' days, there were a particular sect called Essenes who believed in the light versus darkness. Almost like it's God against atheism. It's God for South Korea and the United States of America versus North Korea. I mean, it's, it's very easy for us to kind of see things in black and white, but it's not like that at all. Not like that at all. As a matter of fact, what I saw even this week was we had such fear and sense of intimidation from the North. And I had a lot of hostility. I couldn't trust them. I still reserve total trust. But the thing is, which really wins out? Is it like 50-50? Is it like uh, light versus darkness? Or maybe the story is not quite like that. Maybe the perspective is not quite like that. I believe the message of the gospel is that the light overcomes darkness. Light is so powerful, it has an overwhelming potential. Isn't that what we saw? Just a little gesture, a little kindness. Little act of approaching and smiling. You, do you see the smile all over? I mean, Kim Jong-un, I couldn't believe it. That's Kim Jong-un. He was smiling. He was smiling like a, he was like a, a, my little brother. You know? I feel so good about that because we, we have the same blood. And we shouldn't be feeling hostile toward another. Now, I'm not trying to simplify this, of course. I, I realize listening to all these commentators afterwards, you know, and critics afterwards, you get pessimistic right away. So, oh my God, we have a long way to go. This is just going to happen. This is not that easy. It's more of a headache. But the thing is, the thing that I got out of that was, wow, there's power of light. Power of light. Yeah, you might say, but it's darkness all over. It's so dark here. And you light a candle. It's a tiny little spark, that's it. But that candle, if you believe in the power of that light, mm. you can take the light and you can overcome that darkness. Mm. 
It's like that. So Apostle John talks about truth. There's lies and deceptions and, and people are mean and nasty and they are unjust in their ways of thinking. Yes, that may be the reality. But are you holding up the light of justice and truth? Just a little flick. That itself can overcome. John also talks about love. There's hatred. There's unforgiveness. There's hostility. But you click on the light of love and start initiating that. Like what our president has done. And he was demonstrating to all of us. He was a great evangelist. Mm -hmm. Demonstrating to all of us. This is the way to win over the hearts of your enemies. We must have confidence that just a little spark of light, just a little speck of light, has the potential to overcome all that is of the darkness fades away. I haven't really seen darkness coming and swallowing light, except in exorcism movies and things like that. But no, usually this little light could. Remember, the author of light is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why it's very interesting when we turn to Genesis chapter 1. How God created. We see Holy Trinity right here. In the beginning, God, that is God the Father, created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God is the third person of the Trinity. Spirit of God was hovering over the water, sort of like incubating. What was nebulous there? And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God spoke out the word. Here we get the Logos concept. Let there be light. And with that, there was light. Now, I know it seems kind of late, but I want to expound a little bit about the whole understanding of Logos from the context of the Greeks, the Jews, and um, one of my favorite theologians, John Calvin. And then we'll come back to the Gospel of John. Why am I holding off on this definition of Logos up to this point? There's a reason for that. Okay? Let's examine the Greek understanding of Logos. Hellainders 과연 Logos에 대한 개념을 어떻게 이해할까? Logos에 대한 개념이 있었습니다. 시도아주의도 있었고요. 그 헬라 철학에 이 로고스에 대한 개념이 있었어요. 그 뜻이 무엇인가? 이분들은 대부분 로고스를 우주를 다스리고 유지시키는 이성 또는 원리라고 생각했습니다. Not a personal being, but there was some kind of principle behind the whole universe running as it is running. And so this was the Greek understanding of logos. Very philosophical, isn't it? Like, And all these philosophers trying to figure out what that the spheres of the universe looks like. Well, now let's look at the Jewish understanding of Logos because they, their background is the Old Testament. And for them, the word, the concept of word is found in the term Dabar. Could you repeat that for me? Dabar. And Dabar is what oftentimes the prophets spoke forth. Dabar, the word of God. 
And it has not only to do with words and concepts, but it has to do with divine action. 어떤 신적 행위가 있는 거예요. 그래서 우리가 구약의 하나님이 역사하시는 거 보면 그냥 어떤 철학적인 개념을 소개하는 것이 아니라 아니면 어떤 티칭을 소개하는 것만이 아니라 하나님이 행동으로 보여주신 거예요. 기적을 행하신 거예요. 이적을 표시하신 거예요. And this is what we see about God, that His Dabar, His word is authoritative, is creative, and is active will. 이 다발은 권위적이고 창의적이고 동적 의지적인 것이라는 거죠. 아멘. Very exciting. Huh? So remember, as Christians, we cannot just be like word-studying people, know a lot of things, have nice heart. That is not sufficient. You got to take what you know, what you have in your heart. You got to put things to action. Until it's actional, you're not following the way. Or the Jewish concept of Dabar. Now let's see what John Calvin had to say about Logos, because in his commentary on this very chapter and the very beginning part, he translates Logos as in Latin sermo. Could you repeat it? Sermo. Instead of verbum. Verbum is what he would attribute the scripture. 성경 말씀은 verbum이라고 합니다. 그런데 칼빈은 이 로고스를 벨붐으로 해석하지 않고 셀모르 셀모 여기는 이제 설문이라는 말이 나오죠 설문. And the literal translation is speech. 로고스는 하나님의 연설이다. 하나님이 말로 표현하기 위해서 말을 하신다. 이 뜻입니다. 말에 대한 어떤 개념이 아니라 It's not some kind of concept about the world. It's not theology. It's theology in action. Theology that is articulated. And this is what John Calvin had to say. Now let us return back to Apostle John's interpretation of Logos. Let's see all of these different interpretations try to package them together. I see what John is trying to say through Logos is that the Logos is the divine expression, revelation, or communication of God. Because God has no other way to let us know about Himself except through His Son. If it was just God the Father and no Son, then we would have no expression, no revelation, no communication. We'll be in the dark. But it is through the Son He expresses Himself. He reveals Himself. He communicates with us. And what does he communicate to us about? His wisdom and power, his will and manifestation. 모든 하나님 것을 그의 아들 로고스를 통해서 표시하고 표현한다는 것입니다. 아멘. So this would be my definition of logos. Jesus is the divine logos and he is in fact the exact image and perfect creative expression of God the Father. 예수 그리스도의 말로 참된 로고스이다. 로고스로서 하나님 아버지의 완전한 현상과 창의적 표현이 되신 분이다. Okay? And the scripture that I would like to give you are these two. Colossians 1, verses 15 through 16, and Hebrews 1, 3. And here in these two texts we see the concept of 
the Son of God as the image of the invisible God. He's the radiance of God's glory. He's the exact representation of His being. 하나님의 형상이요, 하나님의 영광의 광채시요, 그의 본체의 형상이다. 이렇게 나온단 말이에요. So think about it. Without Jesus reflecting God the Father, we have no reflection whatsoever. We have no way of knowing who God is. We'll be in the dark. We will not know who we are. We will not know that there is a way to salvation. Because all that is indicated to us through Jesus Christ. Now, it was very interesting. My wife, after all these years of marriage, has never ever asked me that question. But somehow this week, I don't know, maybe she read my notes or something. But she asked me this question. Very profound question. You know what she asked me? She asked, hey, what is this thing called theory of everything? And I knew when she mentioned that, are you talking about the, in, in physics, in cosmology? Are you talking about the reality of the physical world? Are you talking about, uh, are you asking the question about how forces work, what types of forces there are and how they integrate? And she said, yeah, I want to know. And I think she was kind of interested in that because somehow in the, in the talk or discussion of Tongil, this came up, Tongil, you know, it's the same thing, unification. We're looking for how to be unified between North and South. So I think she started asking the question. So I said, you're asking the question about grand unified theory. 대통일 이론, 만물의 이론. 여러분 들어보신 적 있어요? 여러분 혹시 이런 말을 들으면 막 콤플렉스가 생기죠? 막 열등감이 막 생기죠. 어, 나 그때 과학 잘 못했는데 또 나오네. 어, 이거 여기 와서 내가 구박을 받아야 되면 그러, 그렇게 생각하지 마세요. 제가 이걸 쉽게 풀어드릴게요. 제가 뭐 전문가도 아니지만 저도 쉽게 이해하는 사람이기 때문에 대단한 것이 아니에요. 물리학자들이나 우주론을 강조하시는 그런 학자들은 무엇인가 온 세계가 어떻게 통합이 되느냐 이걸 알고 싶은 거예요. 그래서 아인슈타인 때부터 그 퀘스천을 한 거예요. What is one thing, one theory that can explain everything? And basically it's very simple. It's explaining what is big and integrating that with what is small. Cosmology with quantum physics, for example. It comes down to that. And, and scientists to this day constantly trying to figure that out. But we as Christians, we're way ahead of these scientists. You know why? Because for us, the grand unified theory or theory of everything is none other than Logos. Okay, now you're sitting there. Are you sure about that? See, you have so much doubt that our Jesus doesn't quite add up to all those. Oh, no, they got, they got other answers. But Jesus? Logos? That's the answer? That is the answer. Have we now read that everything began with him. Everything is sustained by him. Everything is through him. Everything is in him. So if you leave Jesus out of the picture, you're going to end up like all these scientists, never, never quite coming to an answer. Even Stephen Hawking, he died, not quite resolving everything. He thought he did, but he wanted to write God out of the picture. 
No, you can't write God out of the picture. You can't write Jesus out of the picture and find the answer to everything because Jesus is the answer to everything. Now, I don't know how this works out, to be honest. You might, maybe we can have some question and answers time sometime in the future. You might ask, but then how does that work? I'm trying to figure that out myself. But in my mind, it's always Jesus and the Word in me looking at science, me looking at art, me looking at what is happening in politics, me looking at what is happening in everything that's happening out there. It's, it's Jesus. That's the solution. I think Jamie's asking the same question. Tongi, it's, it's through Jesus. It's through unification of the body of Christ. See? And I want to finish this with one final passage. We're covering a lot. And by the way, when I do come back from Papua, it gets a little easier. Okay? 지금까지는 좀 힘들었어요. 뭐 과학이 나오지 않나, 철학이 나오지 않냐, 뭐 헬라어에다가 히브리어에다가 뭐 라틴어. 죄송합니다만 그 그거 없이는 가볍게 트레이딩할 수 없는 게 바로 로고스입니다. It's a very heavy weight topic, but 그래도 여러분 잘 하신 거예요. 한번 여러분 자신을 좀 패딩 잘 하셨 정말 잘 하셨어요. You did very good. Now we're about to come to a conclusion. I love this text that we find in Acts 17 verse 28. We think that this is Paul talking, but Paul is simply quoting a a, a Greek poet named Epimenides uh, who actually wrote this in sometime between 6th and 7th century BC. And he, he says, I could apply this to Jesus. And that's okay. Sometimes we can get the, something that was applied to Zeus in this case. Paul decides he's going to apply to Jesus. And he would agree and say, for in him we live and move. And have our being. Amen. 여러분 생각해 보세요. 여러분 우리가 그를 힘입어 살며 기동하며 존재하느니라. 여러분 존재. 내가 지금 살아 있다는 움직인다는 것. 내가 호흡하고 있다는 것. 이걸 생각할 때마다 이 모든 것이 그리스도 안에서 그리스도가 이걸 다 지켜 돌봐주시고 이거를 작동케 하기 때문에 내가 움직이고 호흡하고 내가 살아있고 존재하지 않습니까? But take Jesus out of the picture. Then what is the picture of reality? You take Jesus out of picture, then the Buddhists are proven right. It's emptiness, nothingness, and you only have chant like the Hindus, Om, and you'll never know what reality is. But we have the most concrete reality in Jesus Christ. And only when you have Jesus in the picture, then everything comes into play. About your identity, about who you are, and what you're meant for, what everything in life is, and the very tongil issue, the answer is Jesus Christ. Ask that question and you'll find how Jesus will be that answer. You ask the right question, you will find the right answer. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, uh, it has been strenuous one month of talking about a very difficult concept called Logos. But it is not a concept, it is the person of Jesus Christ. And this person of Jesus Christ is eternal. And he is, uh, he is divine. And he is uh, intimate uh, in his relationship with the Father. 
and he is created expression of the Father. Lord, teach us how to identify with the ways of the Logos in being intimate with you, that you would become our Heavenly Father, that we would understand how to come into your embrace, to lay our heavy and hearts and lay them down at your bosom. And let us also be like the Logos in articulating ourselves creatively to be the voice of God, to be the face of the Lord, to be the reflection of God's glory to others. And as we saw even this week, how uh, the age-long enemy has become a friend uh, because uh, there was a decision that was made to shine the light, to expel darkness. And may we learn from that, Lord, as Christians. May we be the first to exercise that love and that kind of initiation. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.